Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Justin Cooper coming to today from the media room here at the Mountain View Baptist Church. What an honor it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what a privilege is mine to open up the pages of God's eternal word and to share with you some great truths from the King James Bible. I thank God that we have a Bible. We don't have to go looking for it. We don't have to wonder where it's at, but we can hold it in our hands, turn its pages and read the words that God has preserved for us. Thank God for our King James Bible. And by the way, if you if you go to a church and they don't know for sure if they have a Bible or not, or if you listen to somebody or read after somebody that doesn't know if they have a Bible or not, or if they're jumping around like flavors of ice cream from different versions of the Bible, let me challenge you. Find a different source. Go someplace else. Get you in a church that believes the King James Bible is the inspired and preserved Word of God. And watch what the Bible does. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And this Bible, as you go through it, it will go through you. And it absolutely will change your life. And I know you believe that. That's why you tune into this broadcast. And I'm praying today God will take his word and he'll tailor make the truth to meet a need that you have today. And that's the good thing about our God. He's a good father. He knows his children better than we know ourselves. You might be driving down the road today and you have a certain burden. Another is in a hospital room with a separate burden. Some are enjoying life and they're blessed beyond measure. But wherever you find yourself, God knows what you need. And God will meet that need through the word of God. Thank God for that. I'm glad we have the Holy Spirit. I'm glad we have the Holy Scripture. And I'm glad God has given to us a sanctuary or a local church to attend where we can grow and get closer to Him. We are studying together in Genesis 22. This is our second Bible study in that 22nd chapter, and this is one of my favorite Bible chapters because of this story and, of course, the wonderful truths that God gives us in the story. It's an Old Testament text with a New Testament picture, and God helps us understand New Testament truth with these Old Testament stories. They illustrate for us New Testament truths often, and this one gives us a great picture of substitution, and we'll talk about that as we get deeper uh, into this text. Now, if you have missed the prior study from Genesis 22 or any of our other prior Bible studies, there are hours of study content uh, archived for you on our podcast. The podcast is entitled Striving for Revival. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and other places. You can type us in and subscribe for free and then have instant access to all of the Bible study content that is there. And I pray that'll be a blessing to you. The thing I like about that is on the podcast, you can pause and re Rewind and re-listen to different episodes, and that way you can use it as a study tool. In case you miss us on the radio, you can always get us on the podcast. In Genesis 22, Abraham has been approached by God, and God is asking Abraham to take his son Isaac, the son of promise, to go to a mountain called Moriah and to offer him as a sacrifice, burnt offering to God. The Bible talks about how this is a temptation in the life of Abraham. The word temptation here is not a solicitation to sin. It means a testing time in Abraham's life. And that is a time that all of us come to at some point, a time of testing, a time of trial, a time where we will be put there at a crossroads between faith and doubt, following God or going our own direction. It happened to Abraham, 
It'll happen to us. Now, this time of testing is something very severe. You think about school. Most days in the classroom were not days where we were tested as a student. Most of the time, we simply sat in the classroom, we learned a lesson, we did a few exercises, and we went home. But on that day of testing, our strength in that subject was put to the test. And by that test, it was made known to us where we stood. And testing in the Christian life does not reveal things to God. God already knows. But testings do reveal to us ourselves, our own uh, measure, if you will, where we stand with God. And so now Abraham is going to be tested in this area of a son that he loves. And I said this, a man is never really tested until he's tested in what he loves. You might go around and say, well, I'm really struggling right now. I'm being tested in this area or that. And it might be something that you could take or leave. Well, that's not truly a test if you can take it or leave it. But when God comes to you and he asks of you something that uh, will affect your life, change things, I mean, it'll leave its mark. That is an area of testing. So we read this. We'll read it again today. Verse number one, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. And said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. I think about this story. We mentioned this in passing. God says, go to this land called Moriah. There'll be a mountain there, and I want you to offer your son. Now, I believe that we're not stretching it. In fact, I believe it's right to say that this mountain where Abraham will be making this offering is the same mountain where God made an offering of his own son for our sin uh, years later when Christ died on a hill called Calvary. I believe this mountain is one and the same. He tells him to take his son and to go to this area. And in verse 3, the Bible said Abraham rose up early. He didn't dawdle with it. He didn't put it off. He didn't. He wasn't a pessimist. He was immediate in his response to God's command. That shows you the depth of faith that this man Abraham possessed, that even though this was a hard thing, he was about it. He got on it in a hurry. That's what faith does. Faith does not delay. Faith charges forward at the Word of God, whether it looks hard or easy, whether whether it looks impossible or possible, whether it seems pleasant or it might bring peril. If God says go, faith says, let's go. Let's take off the governor. Let's release the brake and full speed ahead for the glory of God. So Abraham rises up early. He gets his donkey ready. He grabs two young men, servants to go with him. He gets Isaac and he gets wood. He gets everything he needs to do the will of God. I like that. Abraham made sure that everything that he would need to accomplish the will of God was there, prepared and ready. And let me challenge you, Father especially, you ought to make sure that everything to get the will of God done is there, provided for your family, a church to attend. You need a church to go to. You need a Bible-believing church with a pastor who loves you, Sunday school and hymns and uh, uh, soul winning and worship. You need a church. You need a Bible. You have to have the Word of God close in your home. You have to have a Bible. You have to have a prayer 
prayer, an altar of prayer. Your kids ought to know their daddy prays. Their mother ought to pray with their father. They ought to understand that this family is hedged about by prayer. They believe in that. You ought to have fellowship there. Folks who are going the same direction, believe the same doctrine, there ought to be fellowship there. All of those things that you need, your children, you ought to put them in an atmosphere that is conducive to fulfilling God's will for their life. We don't want to just raise another generation of secular humanists. That's not what we're in this thing for. We're not just trying to raise up those who can make a living and have a comfortable life in the world. Uh, This is the preparation ground, if you will, for the soldiers of God for another generation. And God help us to make sure we have all these things close at hand so that God can speak to their heart. There's a will of God for my life. There's a will of God for your life. And there's a will of God for the lives of our children. And Abraham got everything ready, and he did it early. He didn't wait. He didn't put it off. He wanted to make sure everything was prepared so that God's will could be accomplished. I want God's will. Oh, I want it. I hunger for it. I want to know it. I want to be in it. And I don't want to be so tied down and comfortable in one thing that I refuse to follow God if he says go. I believe some folks are so anchored in comfort that they're, and they say it's the will of God, but it's not, it's comfort. They're anchored in familiarity and they're afraid to lift anchor and launch out. Let's not do that. Abraham hastened. He got about it early in the morning, got everything ready, got his son, got his servants, and he went and he didn't go somewhere else. He went right where God told him to go. We're going to find some more truths in our next study in this same text. Make sure you don't miss that. I so love this story, so much to glean from it. Uh, until then, Read your Bible. Go ahead and read ahead in Genesis 22 and pray with me for revival. We're asking God to do a great work in these days, and I know He's able. We'll see you next time here on Striving for Revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.